You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 65 with Dr. Jason Littleton. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, Trailblazers? I'm so grateful that you joined us today to listen to this episode. At the time this episode is publishing this week, I want to share with you Friday, April 21st, I'll be celebrating my 40th birthday. Huge milestone. Um, and I'm, you know, just so excited. I'm loving and really looking forward to every ounce of what God brings my way in the 40s club. My life is blessed as it is right now. But, you know, I have a, a belief in, in, a, in a quote that says that aging is mandatory, but growing old is optional. And I'm just going to continue to live out this one life as the grand adventure that it is. And, you know, so that said, you know, guys, I'm really excited about our featured trailblazer for today's episode. His name is Dr. Jason Littleton. And, you know, Dr. Jason is a board certified family physician offering convenient concierge health care. Um, he's a CEO of Littleton Concierge Medicine. He's also an author of Wellspring, The Energy Secrets to Do the Good Life. He's an in-demand motivational health speaker he frequents as a guest commentator on national television and national print publications and Dr. Jason really emphasizes personal attention, prevention, and smart lifestyle choices that are going to help us to optimize our health, wellness, energy, and so much more. He has been featured on the Dr. Oz Show, Ebony Magazine, In Touch Magazine, and he's been awarded the title of one of Orlando's top doctors. And so, you know, before we jump into our conversation with Dr. Jason, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners who left us a dope review on iTunes this week. Uh, that listener is AJ1908. And AJ1908 wrote this on iTunes. He's, uh, he or she said, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy listening to Trailblazers whenever possible. My personal growth and development are very important to me. And listening to the various speakers Stephen brings on have truly been enriching to my life and have prompted me to take action and be mindful of my thoughts when they detour down the roads of doubt and negativity. Thank you, Stephen, for sharing these podcasts. Listen, AJ1908, I am so appreciative of this awesome review and for taking the time to share, you know, the impact these episodes have had on you. That makes me smile from cheek to cheek and I'm motivated to keep pushing harder for you. Guys, if you've not yet done so, ladies, please help me out. Share a review on iTunes. Helps the podcast uh, in, in iTunes to um, improve our ranking and beyond that listen your thoughts your feedback your encouragement are valued and i appreciate them and you know it, it, it allows me to give special shout outs like this um, to you and and engage and interact with you in in different ways um, going forward so you know, do me a favor, definitely give thought this week, right? As soon as you jump off, give thought to just leaving us a review on iTunes, all right? So Dr. Jason is about to drop some knowledge on you. And guys, he was so transparent. You know, I was truly blown away with just how open he got in his chat. Here's someone who is a recognized brand. I just shared all this 
cool accolades and awards, but you're about to hear about his darkest days and, and how he was minutes away from almost never finishing med school. He's also going to show share some tips on you know how you can improve your lifestyle choices and and take care of yourself to to be able to get so much more energy out of your day and and extend and your life um you know look at that longevity play right so grab a notepad or your journal open that bad boy up be ready to jot down some key takeaways there are going to be several throughout the episode if you're in a gym or in a car and can't write don't worry about it i got you covered hop on over to tbpod.com and i have the full show notes up there with some great resources and tools for you so let's go ahead and get set to receive some mission fuel from today's trailblazer dr jason littleton hope you enjoy Dr. Jason, welcome and thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me on Trailblazers. I'm so excited for the show. Man, I'm so excited we got connected. You know, a, a few weeks ago, um, a listener of ours, um, Regina Smith, reached out and suggested that I connect with you. And here we are. So thank you, Regina, for that suggestion. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Regina. You're such a sweetheart. We appreciate it so much. So, Dr. Jason, for several months, right, I've started off our episodes from a place of gratitude, and I wanted to take a slightly different angle with you on this episode, uh, because in our initial conversation uh, a couple weeks ago, you and I had talked about relationships briefly, and I was inspired by some of what you had shared. And I wanted to ask, you know, what relationships in your life are you most grateful for right now? Well, thanks, Steve, for that question. First of all, you know, I'm really grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my wife, my daughter. I mean, those two really energize my life. They're just awesome people. I mean, they're really just at the core. I love them so much. And I'm grateful for my pastor, Dr. Stacia. Pierce. She's also my business coach. She is amazing. I mean, she she's the one that got me started in concierge medicine. And she's the one that really just uh, feels the energy into everything that I do creatively. And um, she's someone that uh, I've been coaching with for about five to six years. She's also the co-pastor of the church I go to, Dream Life Christian Center, with her husband, Dr. James Pierce. Wow. That's awesome. I I... I'm so excited because I know we're going to have so much fun um, having this discussion. I, w- I was so excited to see that you're also a Christian man, a proud husband, yes. and a proud dad, right? And Absolutely. And from us talking, we both are, are dads of daughters. And so, you know, I was, I was thinking... They're fun, aren't they? They're amazing. <laughs> they truly are. Um, are there any insights you've gained from being a husband and father that make you the all-around human being and a better doctor in the process? Well, uh, one is just to stay fun. I, I mean, I think I have to, you know, um, I think I have to communicate instruction through fun learning when it comes to my daughter. Um, being a husband uh, to my wife, Ramey, you know, one of the things I learned is just making sure that um, I'm always... Um, a great listener. I think being a great listener when it comes to uh, relating to my wife, making sure that I'm not thinking of a response when she's uh, talking to me, but really focusing on what she's saying. And then, you know, really kind of pausing, thinking about that is so key because I use that same practice with my patients and I get better just listening and corresponding with them. Right. 
Yes. So true. So let's take it back a bit, right? You Sure. Yeah. You're you're a product of, of Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, right? I was born in Detroit, um, at Hutzel Hospital in Detroit, and awesome. I grew up in Southfield, Michigan, and then later West Bloomfield, and then I, I later did a lot of my college and medical school training um, in Michigan. Um, Michigan for undergrad at Michigan State for medical school. Nice, nice. Growing up, did you always have a vision of becoming a doctor? You know, I did, and a lot of people always ask, when did this all be, uh, begin as right. far as becoming a doctor? Um, and I would have to say, see, I grew up in a household where my – talking about relationships again, uh, my father is a urologist and uh, he went to the University of Michigan. So he practices – he still practices at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. So I grew up with this um, father figure, my dad, seeing him go to work every day and that left an imprint on me so much so that I wanted to be a physician when I was very young in fourth grade. Wow. Wow. Big shoes to fill, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was. You know, and I think he was concerned about those big shoes and the Uh pressures that that could be, you know, following in his his footsteps, so to speak, you know. And I think he always wanted to make sure that I was making these decisions on my own. So he kind of at times pushed me towards other careers so I could make sure that this was really a personal decision and not one that I was doing because he was one. Do you you think you'd want Reagan to be a third-gen UM? You know, I've thought about it a lot. You know, I think who wouldn't? I think it just allows you to, you know, just kind of, you know, put your chest out there and, you know, you just, you feel real uh, proud of your your, your daughter uh, following and being a physician. You know, I think, um, while I admit in the back of my mind, that kind of is my uh, plan, I'm going to kind of see where her, (laughs) I'm going to kind of see where her bent is kind of. Um, I, one of the things I know I want her to be, and this is something that I also am, is entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, no matter what she decides to do, I want her to have that um, – I want entrepreneurship to be a huge part of whatever she does right. so that she can maximize her uh, potential and profit from her passion. In whatever um, that, she does, yeah. Absolutely. That's something that um, my coach, Dr. Stacia, always says, profiting from your passion. In fact, um, she wrote a book just just on that. So, wow. you, know, uh, you know, I think I'm going to start her out with, um, you know, entrepreneurial coaching at a young age. Right, right. That's great. That's awesome. You know, Dr. Jason, I, I remember looking at your brand online and I'm a brand guy. Um, you know, that's, that's what I help people to do that. That is my passion and some of what I profit from, uh, you know, but people, you know, I, I, I worry sometimes that people see your brand and they see this amazing, uh, you know, lifestyle that you, and, and business that you've developed and then you think, oh, you have everything just perfect. Right. But it wasn't always that way. You've worked I'm sure, extremely hard to get to this point. Let's maybe dial back a bit and yeah, talk about yeah. some of the challenges that you had, um, you know, in growing up, right, um, you know, through med school and, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about um, some of the that part of your journey. Yeah, you know, absolutely. To, to yeah, point. absolutely. I love the way you framed that because I don't know anyone that's had success that didn't have um, obstacles to overcome. Absolutely. And, 
their life not always looking uh, like the finished product, but as they went through the process, you know, they had like hidden times that no one saw where they were becoming in the process of becoming. And I remember my life was just like that. I, you know, um, though I wanted to be a physician uh, since fourth grade, I know that my schooling, um, part of the process of schooling is learning how to learn. And I felt like I coasted through, um, you know, high school and coasted even through um, undergrad, um, although there were some challenges, some hiccups along the way. I even remember I had a guidance counselor who said, uh, and, I, and I had a very good GPA, but it's so competitive. And being at the University of Michigan is so competitive because half the incoming class is pre-med. I remember my junior year, um, because my grades were not exactly perfect, they were good. I had a guidance counselor who said, you know, you can't become a doctor. You know, really just kind of crushing my dreams at the time wow. that I was applying. And, you know, I, this is, I was so ingrained and so set on becoming a doctor I didn't let that infiltrate me. I kind of was like, okay, whatever. I'm going for this. This is God's plan for my life. I'm going to do it. So I remember I was getting ready to take the end cap. And I know when we were talking before, I never told you about the story, but I remember when I was going to take the end cap, that's that big exam before you get into um, medical school. Um, I sat down for that exam and I got halfway into the exam. I just was, I thought things were going well. All the way to about the middle point of the exam where I didn't think things were going so well. Mm. And I got nervous. I got anxious. And I cannot believe this. I walked out of the exam. Really? And, yep, I just walked right out of the exam. And (laughs) I was like, okay, um, here I am supposed to be this doctor. And I just walked out of the entry exam to do so. That night, I went – I left Ann Arbor – to go home uh, to my parents' house. They weren't too far away, about 30, 30, 40 miles away. And I knew I had to tell my father that I walked out of the exam that he paid for. Mm-hmm. And that was such a hard conversation. I mean, I remember, you know, he was so supportive and, and, and loving and everything like that, but I told him, but I was so crushed. I didn't feel like that was the end of my dreams. I still knew that I am supposed to be this doctor that I set out to be, but I just knew that in in some respects, this was a delay and I had to get my, um, I had to get my gumption back up. I had to get my courage and confidence back up. And so for that moment, it was a very dark day. And I remember it was dark because it was at night when we were talking. And I remember going outside after we talked, just walking around the neighborhood, trying to get my thoughts together. And of course it was dark, but it just kind of left even a darker impression on my mind. But from that moment, I just said, hey, you know, I, I, I got to regroup. I got to figure this thing out. I, I appreciate you sharing that story. Uh, you know, that, that's, that tells you so much, right? Because that really comes back to an earlier phase of your life where mindset wasn't quite developed to, mm-hmm. to, to deal with struggle and exactly. to deal with an obstacle when you've, you faced it, right? Right. So fast forward to med school. Were you better able to kind of handle some of the, 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 the strife and the struggles and challenges that came along? Uh, well, you know, the first semester, yeah, I thought that was, um, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, again, I was still on that kind of cruise control uh, mode that I was in undergrad outside of the MCAT exam. You know, I mean, just, you know, bring things full circle. I did go back and take another NCAP, uh, 
CAD exam. And, I, you know, obviously did well on that and got into medical school, got into Michigan State. But when I got there, I still was kind of in that same, like, learning mode that I was in undergrad. You know, memorization, take the test, pass the test, and go forward. And I started running into hiccups in medical school because, as we talked about before, it's just a different type of learning. You actually have to build mental constructs when which to layer your learning on so that because there's so much information you have to be able to put file boxes in your mind which to pull and draw upon Mm. when you hit a new case you cannot possibly memorize all the important information that you come in uh, contact with in medical school i mean we're still learning i'm still learning as a physician right now so in order to pass the test and to be successful there um, again, I had to develop a formula and way, and I didn't have that. I didn't know I had to have that. Um, mm. you know, so I, 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 I failed long story short, you know, um, I struggled, I failed some tests. Actually, I failed enough where they were getting ready to kick me out twice. Wow. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't believe it. America's energy doctor, Dr. Jason Littleton, been on Dr. Oz, been on Dr. Nandy, been in In Touch Magazine, all these places, taking care of wonderful celebrities and things like that, was about to fail out of medical school twice. So, and yeah, yeah. we'll talk talk about dark days. MCAT doesn't even compare to this. Right. That's so, what what brought you from, from that, you know, forward? Like, how did you? get from there in that valley to your next peak okay well before we go forward and i tell you all these valleys we're gonna also at the end start talking about a whole bunch of successes and we're gonna go if i'm gonna take you deep but let me go deep here um you know basically you know i just you know mentally as far as being able to um learn how to learn. I just wasn't there. Mm. And being in front of that situation where I had to go in front of a board twice, and that second time, I was, you know, honestly, I was just standing as a Christian. I was just standing on the word, getting an agreement with my pastor just to believe that they would keep me in medical school. And the funny thing is, it was my last uh, year of medical school, and I was applying for residencies. And I was kind of on the um, probation list and I went to a residency interview that actually, uh, you know, ended up later accepting me. And they did not know I was in limbo, and I was believing God. And I went to that, um, I went to that interview, and they just they loved me. They loved me, and they didn't know what was going on in the background of my medical career. I'm telling you, this was some of the darkest. Um, part of my medical career and during these dark days i was standing in faith on in my christian faith in agreement with my pastor still my pastor today dr james pierce and my coach dr stacia pierce believing god believing the lord believing the lord jesus christ that um despite everything that was going on I was going to be a successful doctor. I was going to make it. I was even confessing myself as Dr. Jason Littleton, not, you know, not in any type of wrong way, but to myself, self-affirmations, and to my nearest friends who would kind of get in agreement with me. And I was using my faith. I was believing. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I had to do this, and I had to stand despite everything that was going on because, you know, my career... 
was on was it was in the balance and i was just i was i was believing that despite everything that was going on i believed in myself i believed in my future and i believed in the god that made both mm-hmm. and i was going to get through this and so the awesome thing that was that you learn from this type of story that no matter how dark no matter what you go through you know you have to go for your plan A that you believe the Lord put in your heart, no matter what type of setbacks, no matter if you put yourself in the ditch, no matter what's going on, no matter if it's your own mistakes time and time again, you have to believe that your talent, your gift is so impressive that if other people in your future don't come across your path, they will miss out. And that's what I believe in agreement with my pastors believing the Lord that I was going to get through this no matter what. Amen to that. That is powerful. So let me, let me bring you back though, right? Because you're talking about, you know, having to, I mean, this wasn't just you having a challenge. You're going before a board to make an argument to stay in med school. Yeah. What was that challenge keeping you back? What was holding you down? Well, the challenge, I mean, the challenge what was holding me down was that, you know, um, just to be frank with you, um, you know, medical schools are very um, particular about just making sure you have a certain GPA. And I didn't have it. So I struggled. Was it, yeah. you know, was it, was it um, the material? What was the challenge? No, it was... It was it was me actually trying to do things the old way. Mm-hmm. It was me trying to memorize the facts instead of trying to build those mental constructs, instead of trying to – so one of the things that um, my pastor and my coach helped me to do, one of the things Dr. James and Dr. Stacia helped me to do was they taught me the process of journaling and reading material, then writing it down. And making sure that I'm summarizing what I'm reading, making sure that my mind is actually focusing on what is actually being said. You asked me a question at the beginning of this interview about one of the things that I've learned from being a father and a husband. I told you when it comes to my wife, I've learned about listening. Well, listening is a way of intaking information. And, you know, without trying to formulate an answer while the other person's talking to you. Well, sometimes you can be learning and reading information, taking information, and you still are formulating an answer and not taking in the information as clearly as you should. And that was me. That was my, so, you know, I had to actually get rid of preconceived notions, preconceived thoughts of how I thought, um, whatever I was learning, Uh, should look like. And I had to throw that away. And now I had to take in information on a clear slate platform in my mind and then summarize it later, journalize it, and build those mental constructs in my mind in order so I can go forward and be a successful doctor and be a very competent doctor. That's what my pastors taught me. That was one of the greatest lessons as far as uh, getting me over that hump that I had to get through so I could become the competent physician I am today. So for those listening, don't let anyone tell you that you're not capable, that you're not, you know, able to, don't tell yourself you can't, you know, you just need to find a new way to learn and a new way to apply what you know you're passionate about and make it work for you. 
that is amazing and powerful and I appreciate you sharing that nugget of wisdom. Take hold of that, guys. Um, so fast forward, you know, obviously you made it through med school. You are Dr. Jason and there's so many hurdles that you didn't let stand in the way. And, you know, fast forward to, uh, to today, you're actually uh, practicing con- and, and, and providing a service for concierge medicine. Maybe if you could, you know, explain exactly what concierge medicine means and, and what does that mean for your patients? Well, it means service and access. Mm. Bottom line, when it comes to primary care, um, people want access. Again, they want to be listened to. They want service and they want to be catered to 24-7. I mean, people don't want to wait in long lines. They don't want to have to deal with sometimes the reception. They want to deal with their doctor and they want to be able to connect right away. We live in a society where there's so many social media outlets and we get news and information right away. But now people want healthcare that way. So one of the things that I do in concierge medicine is we provide primary care 24-7 to my clients. They um, they pay or I get reimbursed on a cash um, on a cash platform. I do not accept insurance, but they get access and they are able to communicate with me through a secure email network over the phone or at my office. And they love this because there's no more waiting. Now they could talk to their doctor as a neighbor and I can talk to my patients and actually have time for them. It slows the whole process down, so to speak, and it makes it more, um, it makes it more, um, just really, um, appreciate, appreciating, right? Yeah. Coming back to relationships, right? Oh, it is all about that. I mean, without the relationship, you don't have that doctor patient connection. Mm. That's awesome. What makes your heart sing in this kind of work? You know, honestly, just being able to sit down, have time, and talk to my patient mm-hmm. without – because, see, I used to be in a model. You know, the current model is insurance-based where most doctors have about 15 minutes per patient. And they're seeing about four five patients within an hour. And they have to actually see about 15 just to break even. So usually you see uh, pa- doctors seeing about 30 patients a day. And that model, you're on a hamster wheel. And I used to be on that hamster wheel. And again, <laughs> oh my gosh, until my coach, Dr. Station, and, you get, and here's the theme, you have to have a coach because my coach, my pastors, they've been with me through this journey. They see my strengths and weaknesses and they're able to actually take me to that next level. Dr. Station actually was the one that introduced me to concierge medicine and said, you know what? You have to thank entrepreneurship. And so we changed the game. Got out of that insurance-based model, um, you know, lane, and got into a more entrepreneurial uh, lane. Where now I am owning my practice. I'm setting up a system where people can get accessibility and healthcare all in one, and I'm building a brand around my name. And so that changed it. And so now we're in a situation where. One of the things, when you start building a brand around your name, you start becoming an expert in your niche. Yeah. My niche was helping people to have energy. And so she told me, 
that, you know, you should also write a book along with your practice. And I did. My first book was Wellspring to Energy Secrets into the Good Life. From there, a whole lot of breakout happened. And um, now I was not only giving my patients a service of primary care, but I also was giving them uh, a complete total care as far as their wellness, as far as their, you know, your, their fitness, really as far as all those things that most of us doctors don't have time to talk about in a 15-minute interview. Right. Dr. Pierce sounds like the true definition of a life coach, by the way. <laughs> oh, she is. She is priceless. And I'll be coaching with her the rest of my life. Awesome. 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 What advice would you give to med students listening in that, you know, probably have an interest in, in finding new ways to learn in the possibilities of other avenues such as concierge medicine? Um, you know, what, what would you tell them to explore and begin to pay attention to? Honestly, I think I would teach them and I would tell them that you have to start thinking outside of the box. If you stay in the lane of um, ordinary medicine, you can only make so much. It's already set. But if you want to um, create something, if you want to be a part of that entrepreneurial world, start thinking about what your true passion is. I know sometimes we get into medicine for the wrong reason. Sometimes we do it because of a father. Sometimes we do it because of a TV show. Or sometimes we do it just because that seems like the right thing to do. But whatever the case is, you have to also ask yourself, what are you truly passionate about? I mean, for me, I was passionate about writing. I love being a writer. And so I loved writing. I loved doing blogs. I loved writing my first book, things like that. But I would challenge every medical student right now to find out what they really love doing and to be doing that even while they're going through medical school and see how they can tie the art of medicine and their passion together mm. and become an entrepreneur. That's, that's great. That's great. Why did you want to become America's mm -hmm. energy doctor? That's it. Well, you know, bottom line was, you know, I realized that when I was on the hamster wheel in those 15-minute um, sessions with each patient, and that's all I had time for. Um, you know, you barely have time to even use the bathroom when you're that when you're when you're a, when you're a physician in that model. Right. I wanted. It was always important for me that I help my patients with longevity and wellness. And so you only usually get two to three minutes at the end of that 15-minute visit because the first, you know, um, 12 minutes of the visit is all focused on diagnosis and treatment. Well, I never had enough time to really talk about wellness, eat better, sleep better. You usually just give someone a handout. So one of the things that I identified was that there's an area here that was missing and a void in my heart when it came to healthcare that I wasn't able to fill. Well, my coach also saw that and she said, you know what, this is where you need to write that book that we were talking about mm. before. And so I wrote that book and it was supposed to be a way and a means to actually hand my patient something at the end of the 15 minutes. So there I was answering a problem. Again, entrepreneurship is about answering problems. So handing that book to my patients was a way to answer a problem. But actually what actually happened was because I called the book The Energy Secrets to Do the Good Life – um, and, I, I, and listen, that's a, that's a name that my coach gave me, and it's awesome. So, you know, again, that's how much coaching um, has had an impact on my life. Um, it actually got, you know, the associate producer to that Dr. Oz show got wind of that, and they were actually doing 
um, uh, a segment on Dr. Oz's magnesium grocery list. And so I got an email one day right after my 35th birthday about an opportunity to be on the show. And I responded to it in less than like 60 days. Um, you know, I heard back from the show and had an opportunity to be on the show. Uh, and things kind of just exploded. From there, I was in Ebony Magazine. I was like, I was on um, in Orlando Sentinel. I was in Health and Beauty. I was in Orlando Style Top Doctor. Um, I'm recently was in In Touch Magazine. Wow. I'm doing a piece for Red Book. Um, you know, just things, you know, really just took off. But my coach was the one that actually set me up and put me on that platform to be ready for that type of success. So the moral of the story is no matter how many struggles you go through, um, no matter how many, you know, mistakes you've made, if you could stay on track and believe that you are talented, you're gifted, and these things must come out, these things must be seen to the world, and you stay on that track and you press and you uh, persevere no matter what, and you also get an excellent coach, what happens is you set up a formula and a platform where now the world wants to come to you and you're able to give your voice and your message to multitudes because they now want to hear and receive that talent that's been growing in you through all those hidden years before right. the light comes out. And I love that you said that. I love that you said through the hidden years. You need to develop yourself over a period of time. It's not a short game. It's a long game, right? It and, is. And you're developing your passion and you're living that out and working towards branding yourself in a process and allowing those fundamental pieces to work for you in that long game. I love that. Love that. Love that. And I, and I got, and I got to add this, Stephen, you know, through the hidden, I mean, now I'm getting ready to turn 40 this year. I started medical school when I was 22. So now I'm at a place where, um, you know, through pressing, working hard, having like the best coach in the world, um, I'm at a place where now I live in like, you know, a three quarter of a million dollar home. I've made half million dollar deals. Um, I, you know, I'm getting opportunity to be on, um, you know, multiple uh, platforms, media, social media. My business has really grown. I'm working with like, you know, uh, top executives at Fortune 500, um, Fortune 500 companies. Um, I mean, this from that age of 22. If you want to go all the way back to fourth grade, even, but from the, those silent years to now, you know, um, it, I was just brewing, becoming, and now I'm in a place where I'm able to let my voice be known throughout the world right. and make an impact. Like I just became the department chair of family medicine of Orlando Regional That's Medical amazing. Center. This from and the it, person who almost failed med school. <laughs> this is exactly this is from the person who almost failed med school. The person who walked away from his MCAT. The person who um, you know was about to was on probation and going in front of the board. Now I am the head of family medicine doctors in the whole Orlando area that you know, go to Orlando um, uh, ORMC, Orlando Regional Medical um, Hospital. So this is, it's something that, yeah, I never, I never saw that coming. I never uh, anticipated that, um, but I was prepared for it through coaching, perseverance, and really just, you know, again, believing in myself, 
believing in my future and the God that made both. Seriously, it all makes a difference. Yes, yes. God bless. So let me let me just stop you right there, right? Sure. I would love to now tap into the wisdom of Dr. Jason, right? Because tap it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you you talk about being an energy doctor. You know, if I'm I'm genuine, I tell you that you know I want to exercise more, but I don't nearly enough, and I want to eat healthier, but. I sometimes can be a little bit off on that too, right? Because I'm, I'm working a full-time job. I have two kids. I have this podcast. And, you know, sometimes I'm doing great. And then I get to Friday, I show up at work, and there's Donut Club, right? <laughs> so, you know, talk, talk to me about some tips, right, that can help oh. us navigate busy lives and, and, and be a little bit more disciplined about fitness and about our eating habits. Yeah, well, you know um, – Listen, I play off my last name. A little change makes a ton of difference as far as Littleton. Nice. You always want to take small steps. You know, when it comes to um, when it comes to changing an eating regimen or a fitness regimen, take small steps. I'm famous for telling people when it comes to fitness, you know, to exercise or to run cardiovascular uh, exercise for five minutes three times a week, which is only 15 minutes a week. Five and minutes tell, a day? Yeah, you heard me right. Five minutes. And the whole goal here is that for those five minutes, you're working as hard as you can. You're trying to get your heart rate 50 to 85 percent, the resting heart rate. You know, instead of just walking and just saying, hey, I got a breath of air. I went for exercise. No, you didn't. That, you know, that doesn't make the difference. But when you actually press it for those five minutes, high intensity exercise, you could actually make a difference in your numbers. When I mean, you know, blood pressure, cholesterol, um, you know, blood glucose. And you can work it into your life. It's palatable. Everyone's got five minutes. And for anyone who doesn't have five minutes, that's the person who needs to sit down and think about their life. Right. So are you talking about like jumping jacks, running, like, you know. Yes, I am. Full body, active. Well, you know what? Anything that gets your heart rate up. So Mm -hmm. it can be jumping jacks. Mm -hmm. If I had you do jumping jacks right now for five minutes, you'd be huffing and puffing and sweating. Absolutely. Whether it's jumping jacks, bike ride. And if you're going for a bike ride, you're not smelling the flowers, you're pressing it. Jogging, treadmill, whatever it is, as long as you press it for those five minutes, you can make a difference. And the most important thing is it starts to build a regiment in your life because you can always add and tack on another minute. But the key here is that you've got to make sure that you do it week two, week three, because the key to this is repetition. And most people fall off their regiments. A lot of regiments work, but most people fall off their regiments because they're not able to repeat it the second, third, fourth week. Right. So I know you have a, an acronym, um, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're a doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you prescribe got, we, we work, so you have an acronym. We, yeah. <laughs> we, well, that's, that's the acronym. We work, we work with acronyms all the time. Meds is actually the acronym. Movie, drink, sleep. And Movie, that is the acronym. Sleep, right. That is my elite health acronym. And I tell people, and it just stands for, you know, like I said, you know, as far as moving, you want to make sure that you get the five minutes, three times a week. The eating, you want to eat all organic foods. You want to make sure that you eat six meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then snacks in between breakfast and lunch, lunch, dinner, and dinner and bedtime. And then the D part is for drinking good, good water, making sure you drink fresh squeezed juices, eliminate alcohol, eliminate caffeine, um, that sort of stuff. And then S is for sleep, making sure that you get good sleep, you know, 
uh, experts, and I'm one of those experts. I do believe in getting good sleep between seven and nine uh, hours a day, but I will also say that, you know, don't let sleep get in the way of you actually being productive. You have to be productive, but you also have to get sleep. So it's a balance sometimes. You don't have to be so regimented, so squared that if you don't get your exact seven to nine minutes every single day, your whole life's messed up. Sometimes you'll get it. Sometimes you won't. Life is busy and we have to keep it fluid. We have to keep moving. But we, as long as we try the best that we can, our body is flexible. We can respond to pressure and stresses, but don't stress it out all the time. Right. Make sure that you do make sure that you eat properly, sleep properly, drink properly and get the rest that you need. Right, 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 right. Dr. Jason, are there any other, you know, smart lifestyle choices that we should should also keep in mind that would help us to optimize, you know, our health or wellness and 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 be able to generate more energy? Yes, yeah, so it's so important that you actually, you know, we talked about earlier when we were going through the whole learning process, writing things down, journalizing and things like that. Well, listening it's so important that you take time to listen mm. to your heart mm. and journalize what you hear because you have to be able to have a vision for your life. You have to be able to take all those accomplishments that you have, all the things that you've done to bring you to right now, and then you have to put it in the context of a vision. And sometimes we get to these points, and I sometimes call it dry areas, where you've done so much stuff, and then you come to a place and you say, what's next? It almost feels like, it almost feels like, oh my gosh, you know, what's that next mountain that I'm supposed to blow out of the way? What's that next thing or hurdle I'm supposed to jump? And sometimes I think as entrepreneurs, as professionals, we all get there. And I think it happens because we don't take time to listen to our own heart and get a vision for our life, stretch the boundaries of our mind and start to see what we need to accomplish next with all the things that we've already accomplished and who needs to hear from us, who needs to be touched by our message and how do we need to package that next. And so I think that comes by taking the opportunity to get quiet, writing what you hear in your heart, and then going out and doing it. Love That's that. part of your health. Love that. Love that. Love that. Because over the past two or three weeks, I've been working through an exercise with my coach on mm-hmm. looking at what my 10 to make my next 10 to 25 years looks like. What is my legacy? Yes. What is what is it that I want to be remembered for? Should I live that time out? Um, so I love that, and I love the idea of applying that also to the health and wellness piece that you're talking about and, yeah. and, and recognizing that. That's great. Well, you know, I have to do that because one of the things that I found in my uh, practice was that I was able to change people's numbers. Like I told you, blood pressure, cholesterol, all those kind of, you know, demographics by connecting it with what they were passionate about in life. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, for example, I have uh, there's a there's a patient that I talk about in my first book, Wellspring: The Energy Secrets to the Good Life. He's, he was a farmer who um, he was overweight, smoker, um, wasn't exercising, was depressed. And I remember talking to him, looking in the eyes of his face one day, and I said, "Hey, listen, how long do you want to live?" 
And when I said that, he was so struck by that. He was so taken back. He said, well, Doc, you know, I think I want to be 95. I said, no, I don't think we're going to make that. Wow. 85? No, no, no. I don't, I don't know about 85. 75? No, I don't know. That's pushing it. 66? Yeah, I think we could do that. And he was, he didn't, he was, he was like ghost. He didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, listen, you know, I got to get you to, I got to get you to change some things about your habits. You smoke, you don't exercise, you eat poor. And when I said that, I think I ticked him off because he said, listen, boy, I wake up at four in the morning. I'm moving the haystacks, milking the cows, plowing the fields, doing all those things that you don't even do. And I said, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I'm sure I don't do those things. And he said, you know, listen, I'm sure I'm, I can do more things cardiovascularly than you. And I said, okay, well, let's see. I asked him, how long have you been doing that? He said, since 14. And I said, listen, your issue is that you've plateaued. See, you're not making changes because those same things that you're doing, you've been doing the rest of your life. Anyway, I think I pissed him off. He left the office that day. Three months later, he came back and he had lost 20 pounds. Wow. He had stopped smoking. He wasn't depressed anymore. And I said, what happened? What gives? And he said, listen, when you looked me in my eyes and you said how long I wanted to live, I started thinking about my grandchildren and how I wanted to be 95 for them. And I said, oh, my gosh, a light bulb went off in my mind. I realized that if I would connect what people are most passionate about, because anyone would have thought he was passionate about his farm. But what he was really passionate about was his grandchildren. If I could connect his, his passion for his grandchildren with his longevity and health, I could change his life. And that was the whole basis of my company, Wellspring human energetics. And now later, Little Tin Concierge Medicine, connecting people's passion with the lifestyle changes they need to make so they can live a long, healthy, energized life. That is so powerful. I love that. So talk to me about your next, your legacy, right? What, what does that look like? What does your companies look like in 25 years from now? What do you want to be remembered for? Well, I want to be remembered for passing this company down to my children. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grow this thing so big because I believe I'm also put, I say also because there's uh, other um, purpose for me to be, you know, be on this earth. But I believe one of the um, things, one of the reasons I'm on this earth is to help people to live as long as possible so that they can do God's plan for their life. And for those people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, so that they can have time, so that they can be ministered to you and so they can receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as a Christian, I'm a Christian physician all the way and I'm proud of it. And so one of the things I, you know, one of the things about, uh, one of the models about our company is really helping people to get their purpose done and to live long and, and be energetic about it. Mm-hmm. That's what most people are missing and are searching for. And as a physician, I know that it goes beyond just clinical disease. It goes with dealing with heart issues and it goes with dealing with heart issues and connecting them to the physical. We're not just bodies. We're spirit people with a soul that lives in a body and you have to treat the whole person. You have to listen to the whole person. So no matter how many failures I've had, you know, the Lord has brought me to this place in my life so that I can get this message out. 
and I can help people. So 25 years from now, this platform is going to grow, become bigger. We're going to have other Littleton Concierge Medicine practices. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, if my daughter doesn't want to be a doctor, she sure will be an entrepreneur. So she can run it from a CEO position. <laughs> That's but right. <laughs> the, issue, <laughs> the issue is we're talking about spreading that word. Buying people time, so to speak, so they can be 95 and be there for their grandchildren, so they can do their life's work, and so they can actually uh, have opportunity to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I appreciate having you on. This has been so amazing. You know, as we get set to wrap up, I'd love to invite you. Our, our trailblazers listening in, they love to hear our tools and resources of our, of our guests. And so maybe if you could. Uh, share a book that you've read that's inspired you most? Yeah. You know, um, honestly, I know last time I talked with you, I talked to you about a very, um, a book that uh, still means a lot to me today. The one by Joel Onstein, Pastor Joel, Your Best Life Now. That helped me through, um, I remember reading that book when I went to my first residency interview when I was on probation. <laughs> that book That book made me cry. It touched my heart so much. It helped me in a way to just keep my heart strong, to stay strong and to stand up and to let them know that, hey, you know what? You need to choose me in your residency, even though you may not know that I'm on probation right now. I got a call on my life. I'm the right person for this. And that's what they actually did. So, you know, um, a book like that, you come across books like that in your life. And you just have to keep that in your library. You don't let anyone borrow it. You, you can tell people about it, but it doesn't go out of your library. That is that book for me. Um, but I also will say I am a fan of my own book, Wellspring, The Energy Secrets to Do the Good Life, that I wrote back in 2012 because that book, I, I read it even till this day. Wow. It really is the flagship book to my practice. It is like taking me home with you if you're a patient or a client. And it really talks about eating good nutrients, good food, exercising like you should, living long, being that person, that whole person that you always wanted to be and that you can be and that you are if you follow my meds principle, if you uh, go ahead and make sure that you um, take an opportunity to listen to your heart, find out what you really want to do in life, and if you form good habits. So Wellspring the Energy Secrets to Do the Good Life, that's one of those uh, – that's another one of those uh, – uh, library keepers uh, to me. Awesome. Awesome. As we wrap up here, I want to ask my last question. And I would love to have you share one action that are... Hold on, let me pause. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, that was yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah, actually, a like, souped-up pickup truck that just uh. my window. So, Dr. Jason, last question here. Uh, I'd love to have you share one action that our aspiring trailblazers, you know, coming off this call should put into action this week to help them blaze their trail. You know, this week, just start out by sitting down, taking a pen and paper out. Um, my business coach has a journal called the success journal. Get that. That's awesome. Uh, but sitting down, journalizing, how you want your life to go. That's a principle that Dr. Stacia has taught me, and it's a principle that is uh, something that I even do today that is critical, critical to connecting the dots in your life. Script out tomorrow. Script out next week. Script out how the year is going to go. Script out how the next 5, 10, 25 years are going to go because when you do that, 
that script plays out and you'll enjoy the successes and the dreams that you've had in your heart. That's awesome. Dr. Jason, before, you know, tell, tell us how we can stay connected to you. I can go ahead and wrap up for today. Thank you. I'd love to go to my website real easy, jasonmd.com. And from there you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can go to Instagram or Facebook and just type in Dr. Jason Littleton. You'll see me. You'll be able to see all my resources, my practice, my book. We're coming out with our second edition book, Being Energized Again. And we're coming out with that on our uh, broadcast in a week. So we're really excited. Dr. Jason, I was truly blessed today by your wisdom and your honesty and just being raw and transparent, man. I, I just want to say thank you, brother. God bless you. And hope to hear a lot more about the, the books that will follow and, and your journey um, as it continues. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. I'm so inspired by your uh, podcast and all the guests that you've had on it. Uh, you are incredible. You're amazing. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.